play, or I should say record. Okay, so now we're, we, we are recording. So whenever you're ready to do your Kelly Mikazi promo take one, go for it. <laughs> now my brain's going to go in, into overtime. It's okay. <clears throat> I did put you on the spot. That's part of the yeah, deal. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, this is Kelly McCauzy from Love People and Make Money. You're listening to Jeff Smith on Room Room Veer. Try not to hit anything while you listen. I like that. That's good. <laughs> Don't crash. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I'm going to hit stop. I'll be right back. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Grant Aldrich, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm glad you're here. So you are at onlinedegree.com and you're giving away uh, the first year of college for free, which thank you. That's amazing. Uh, I wish you were around 20 years ago. <laughs> but talk a little bit about what you're most excited about in your business today. Well, thank you. That's actually the best compliment that I normally get is when we when I tell someone what we do, they right. say, I wish this was available when I went to school. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 it's the validation, right? That you're doing something that people like and think is cool. Of course. It's valuable. And, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, that's exactly You know, my, uh, my mission for the website was to make college more affordable and accessible for everybody. And so the way, so, you know, when you go to the website, you could save up to 35, 38% on your degree by utilizing our, by using our website. And right. the way that we do it is that students can come on and they're able to find um, schools that are some of the best schools in the country, public, private, very adult friendly. Okay. And they're able to take courses towards that degree that they choose, which will lower the cost of their degree, totally tuition free. And then also activate scholarships and discounts instantly, no essay writing towards that degree as well to save as much money as possible and get them on a path to a, uh, a college education. And I think another important thing that um, is really kind of in the forefront of the media today is you're sort of sidestepping the whole admissions game. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. A lot. It, it, a lot. <clears throat> Maybe. Um, you know, I mean, it just depends on where you want to transfer to. But for the most part, transfer students don't have the same sort of admission sort of hurdles, right? You're right. This is one of those unspoken things where the – the criticisms of higher education today are valid. And the one you hear most of often, of course, is the cost. The you know, right. tuition right. costs are rising. Right. It is outrageous. And that's yeah. definitely swung the cost-benefit analysis for so many people. And they aren't taking that first step to go back to school. Mm -hmm. But the other piece, which I think you're alluding to, which is, which is also relevant, 
is that people are very confused and upset with the process to go back to higher education. One of which, yeah, I have to take all these tests. Um, and I haven't been in a classroom in a long time. Right. I have to, I can only enroll in fall or in spring. I have to go dig up my transcripts from 20 years ago. So <laughs> right. this whole, pro- yeah, this ugly process um, has prevented a lot of people from taking that step. And that was what I identified as the thing that we could solve. You know, why don't we make this mm. fast? You get started in 60 seconds. Easy, no transcripts, you know, or I'm sorry, no, yeah, no prior transcripts, no applications, no entrance exams. And when you get started and you start taking courses, yeah, it's easy then to generate a transcript, to activate a discount, and to show up at that school and get started with the save, you know, saving and without all of the normal headaches you have to deal with. Application fees waived. So yeah, there's this whole, you know, whole slew of things that are problematic, and we try to address them all. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. I mean, you. and you, you're definitely hitting so many pain points, which is awesome, you know, um, because I went through all of that, but I, um, I could write a book that said, you know, how to get a two year degree in about 20 years. You know, that would be <laughs> the title of my book. And a lot of military people do that. Right. So every time you show up to a new base, um, they, they tell you, oh, you have to go, you know, take some college classes while you're here in Japan. You know, and it's real easy. Go over there, do that. It's it's pretty cheap. You know, and you learn how to do it and you do it. And you do that. Like, so I was taking, you know, I don't know, you end up taking like a handful of classes in two years. <laughs> but over 20 years, you take a lot of classes, you know. So when I got to the end of my career, I had way more than a two-year degree done already, um, which I transferred to a really one of those um, for-profit schools. And I only okay. ended up having to do like a year and a half to finish my bachelor's degree. So that's kind of like my story about how to get a, a bachelor's degree. Yeah. I'll put your degree in 22-ish years. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. But you got the degree. I did. I did. I didn't, I, I've never used it other than, you know, uh, but, you know, hey, I got it, right? You that got makes it. me cool. <laughs> that's right. There you go. So. Okay, this is Room Room Beer. We can't just talk about your business because people get snoozy when you do that. So let's talk about Grant and Grant's life and Grant's pregnant wife and and the story, sort of like the uh, superhero origin story of OnlineDegree.com. We want to get there, okay? But first, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, where did you grow up and say like, uh, what kind of kid were you like in high school? Were you like a jock, a nerd? <laughs> Well, if they were falling asleep before, they're definitely going to fall asleep now. That's I mean, okay. Prepare to be we'll riveted wake, by we'll Grant's. wake them up. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was definitely not a jock. In fact, I reflect back at just how bad of an athlete I really was. Yeah, <laughs> and thank, yeah. thankfully, though, I don't think that I had any dreams of grandeur to become a professional athlete. Okay. So I didn't pursue any of those paths. But, um, you know, when I look back at high school, one, I was very fat. I, was, I grew up as a very wow. fat kid. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I only in my last year did I finally be, take myself seriously and, and, and have a shred of self-respect where I began to take care of myself and lose the weight. And then basically huh. I've been the same weight ever since. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that was one of the- So like when you were like 17 or 18, you figured this out? Yeah, I really had this, uh, this was one, I, I, cool. I look back at my life and I can identify a number of 
uh, different, like a different like a renaissance I had. And my physical renaissance happened at that age where I finally looked at it and said, you know, why am I living this way? And I want, and this was, this is, this is odd, but I really had these revelations at a young age. I saw that my family members, older family members, like grandparents were suffering from diabetes. I said, I don't want to okay. be in a hospital my entire life or at the end of my life. Right. I don't want to live where I don't respect myself. And I also, I, I didn't like the fact that I knew there was a better way to live. And as part of my personality, like I know how, what is the best to do and what I should be doing and I don't do it. And ever since I've achieved that, it kind of set me up the rest of my mm-hmm. life where I always, I, I, I love to identify what's the best thing, no matter what we're talking about, either intellectually or uh, physically, spiritually. And then I cannot prevent myself from going in that direction. I like that. You got lucky. Yeah. You did. You got like, because I, I could say like, you know, for me, um, all the way up until I got married, which I got married like, or I should even say engaged. Okay. I could do whatever. I didn't even think about working out. I didn't think about eating. I was just a skinny person. Hmm. I know. Right. Yeah. And then, and then I get engaged and plop. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? I didn't do anything different. You know, and now I'm like 240, you know, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, that reminds me of is, uh, do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes. Oh, I love okay. that show. <laughs> that reminds me of the one where Larry is at the wedding and he's wearing the big floppy hat and he looks totally ridiculous. And okay. I, I think Jeff comes up to him and says, what are you doing? You, you look ridiculous in that hat. And he goes, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, I, I, yeah. I'm getting to that point now where I'm starting, like back when I was younger, I noticed my dad at a certain age um, started wearing like really like pants that were way too big and and (laughs) suspenders, okay? Because he's got the big front porch, right? And and now I do too. And now I know why he's doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Because he just doesn't care what he looks like, but he wants to feel good, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like George though, Costanza side, in, in sweatpants. Anyway, yes. Well, no, but on the other side, it actually comes with kind of like a, a kind of a funny price, right? Because, you know, when someone sees that you're, you know, like, oh, wow, you look like a fairly fit guy and they don't realize I'm a terrible athlete. Right. So I got together with a few people and we were playing like a pickup game and I'm looking there and one of the guys – he he looks at me and he picks me in the very first pick. I'm like, wow. oh my God, man, what are you doing? I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm the worst player. Don't pick me. And I think yeah. he felt that I just didn't want to be on his team. And I said, no, 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 no. You don't get it. I'm a terrible athlete. Pick me last. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, that was me. I was always that 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 same, no, 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 no. You don't want me on your team, dude. <laughs> right. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do I, it. I think that like wiring for um, like – athletic ability is it might be sort of like something we don't have a lot of control over i think because i've seen like like kids that just try a thing and then they're automatically good at it and then there's me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i agree it's just like okay my i'm really good at talking you know, I'm really good at not getting mad when people are dicks. You know, right. I've got some superpowers, but athletics, not them. No, no, never, never was. 
I agree with you. I like the I like the learning, and this kind of goes into a broader like philosophical uh, discussion on like learning in general. But I like the learning methods that try to take what you're good at and fostering yeah. that as opposed to which I, which I think was what you're uh, yeah, yeah I'm trying to get at yeah yeah and instead of oh even though you're um you're you don't let's say have a proclivity for math or you're not an athlete we're going to try to force you to be one anyway right with the whole right. balanced argument I, yeah. I agree with you yeah i mean uh, that uh, it's more like a focus on your strengths you know just be really good at what you're good at you know and yeah. then those other things you know <clears throat> there's an economy out here of specialists. You know, they, not everybody is good at everything. It's okay. <laughs> right. Do we really care if right. Mozart knew how to do math, uh, mathematics? <laughs> right. No, 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 no. I bet you he was really good at it, but who knows? You know, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah. And like, uh, most geniuses are very much like Sheldon Cooper, right? Just right. annoying basket cases. <laughs> yeah, very much. Anyway. I know a few of those. Yeah, you're right. 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 Um, and then um, have you ever spent a lot of time hanging around with engineers? I have. They're amazing people. Okay. I don't want to take anything away from engineers. They're awesome and I love them. But sometimes their abilities seem like afflictions to me. <laughs> because it's like they don't have another mode of solving problems, right? right. I, I sat and um, there was this somebody in my work office, the unit that I was in in the military was doing like a master's thesis or something. And part of it was we had to like, she had to get this group together and have them watch a video, right? And then the people in the study were like me, an engineer, and a, another you know conference room full of people watching this video about a court case, right? And we were just supposed to watch it and then say guilty or innocent, guilty, not guilty, right? So I sit there, I watch the video, I go, okay, guilty, right? And then this lady who is amazing, right? Um, you know, all sorts of PhDs in engineering and just really smart. Um, she could not make this decision without filling up three pages of paper with calculations. <laughs> and it wasn't like she wanted to do that. She had to, you know, she really, okay, wait, wait, I'm almost done. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say in my experience, I think you're right. Like these are, you're, you got in, very intelligent people who've got a certain way of thinking that right. is so beneficial in some ways and so detrimental in other ways. Like right. in that case, that was great. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you know, you're losing sight of the forest through the trees. You know, you get that right, like, <laughs> right, right. But I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just a different way of, you know, coming up to the same conclusion. You know, it's not bad. It just takes longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, I, the other thing that I've noticed is, and this is again on the learning thing, is. If you're trying to figure out what you're good at, uh, one way to find out is look at like some of the biggest times you've gotten into a lot of trouble. You were probably using a superpower <laughs> when you did that and you got into a lot of trouble. So for me, I've always had this sort of like brain deficiency where I don't realize that I'm being like publicly fearless in a really embarrassing and horrific way. <laughs> 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 kind of like Larry. And <laughs> yeah. 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 
I'm almost like a real life Larry sometimes. Now I've learned to like sort of cope, okay? Because you know it's 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 only so many times you can get in that kind of trouble when and then you learn. Oh, I have to take that dial. I have to dial that down quite a bit. I can't be Larry on eleven all the time. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like me drinking every time. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yes, I I was doing that too. Okay. So all right. So. All right, we got high school, so you have this. That was pretty neat. I mean, you got lucky, I think, there with uh, losing weight in high school. I mean, and then it's sort of like is the opposite of my path, right? Because now I have struggled the rest of my life trying to figure out how. You know, it's like I, I go through like the, the yo-yo of, oh, I'm going to be good now, and then I lose weight, and then I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, anyway. <laughs> So uh, did you go to college or did you go straight into work? I did. I went, I took a very traditional path, which also leads, did dovetails into my story of why I started online degree. And uh, because I did, I took the, the normal path to college. You graduate from high school, get to the best school you can. Okay. No consideration for the cost. Yikes. And... Um, I went to UC Irvine, which is one of the you know top public school. Ooh, that's a nice school. Um, yeah, it's a good school. And what was huge and very important for my family was that because we lived in California, it was incredibly affordable. And so my family right. didn't come from money. And it was a well understood fact that hey, get to the get to the best kind of school you can within the public California school system. Right. So it can be affordable. And I in I even had a number of things that I did to lower that cost burden. Uh, my mom was an administrator at LAUSD for counseling. And so I had all of this excellent tut- like, you know, a- advice and uh, her tutelage to know Navigate AP courses. system kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Take courses beforehand, go to the community college beforehand. So I was able to finish um, or start school as a sophomore. And I wow. still graduated with a ton of debt. Wow. And I, it took me a long time to pay it off, well into my late 20s, yeah. and I only realized that that had left an indelible mark on me much later when I reflected back on it, mm. and that, I, wow, I spent all this time paying off this degree, and it just, you know, it just gives you that, that kind of anger about it and, um, and a little bit of remorse, although I wouldn't now go back and change anything, and uh, yeah, so that was kind of my pathway, and then after that, I got into startups right away, and I basically stayed there ever since. Okay. So <clears throat> talk a little bit about, like, what did you do, like, immediately after college to pay off that debt? Were you, was, were you working with startups immediately right after you graduated? I did. And so this oh, okay. gets into one of my, the second really important life lessons that I think I valued coming out of life was that I immediately got in, started another, started a company. Wow. And right out of college. Of the, Holy cow. Right out of college. Um, and because of that, I, you know, the, in the urge to be successful and because you're very ambitious and because you want to be, you want to achieve um, what, whatever that goal is for the company you're starting, I, of course, put everything back into the company. I wasn't taking a salary. I was living very, very modestly. And so during that period of time, I would say through most of my 20s, I learned how to live. It almost like changed the way that I lived my life and would set me up for success the rest of my life. So, you know, I 
if you if you can't afford a lot of things and you're living on a very modest monthly budget, you learn to become happy without you know material possessions. Right. You don't really right. care about that Mercedes that the guy next to you is driving. Yeah. You just yeah, because you don't care. You, you just you're realize sort of subverting that, the hedonic, hedonistic treadmill, as they say. Exactly, because in one yeah. sense it's a it was a necessity. Right. But in the other sense, you it forces you to look deeper inside yourself and say, how can I find happiness? And so I can proudly say that even after I exited my, I, I, I exited two startup companies, my life didn't change at all. When I, after that, I honestly lived the exact same way. And I'm really happy that like, for me, it's intellectual freedom and these right. things. I've got no temptation to create this little padded cell around me of expenses and material goods. Right, it just right. doesn't, doesn't phase me anymore. Right. Yeah. That, uh, I, we before the show started, we talked a little bit about this guy, Mr. Money Mustache. So you were probably yeah. doing stuff like this before he he even made it cool. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he truly is a trailblazer. I love that guy. I know we were talking about that. And uh, you know, when I found him, it was neat that I saw he. I mean, I have to give him credit. He puts it together in this lifestyle that's phenomenal. And I think that yeah, there were parts of what I had already done and, and become accustomed to when I found him and he added a lot more to that. It was, it was great. Yeah. You know, I think it, it sort of like helped me sort of like get over, this is a little deep, <laughs> uh, but for the longest time, and I think it only ended just maybe, I don't even know, maybe just a couple years ago, but I really realized that I had this fantasy in my head forever since forever that someday I was going to be a completely different person. <laughs> you know, rich, famous, you know, just like with millions of friends. And, you know, it's just like this movie that was always sort of like in the background, like going, eh, someday you're going to be this rock star or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. and then I, and then I read, I think it was reading his blog. I was like, and then I don't, maybe, maybe that was like the, the thing that like woke me up to the the fact that, geez, I'm almost 50 years old. Uh, this is probably it. <laughs> and it, this is, this is pretty cool. You know, not only, you know, was this not, you know, I wasn't sad about it, right. That I wasn't going to be this famous other person <laughs> in my fantasy. I was happy that I, I thought it was pretty cool and that I had a pretty cool life and, you know, and he helped me see that. Right. So anyway, no, I you're, you're right, though. It's yeah. funny how we have this one vision as we grow up or, or even in your, you know, as you mature as an adult, you've got this vision of what you want your life to be or what you think is cool and how drastically that probably changes as you oh, go yeah. through your 30s. Because right. I had the same I had the same moment of what I, I remember. I wanted to have I wanted to I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I wanted to build a really, really big company with thousands of employees and, and all this. And then I realized, oh my God, that would be the most miserable thing right. I could ever do. <laughs> right. <laughs> you talk, you hear stories about these people talking about how busy they are. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah, I mean, exactly. and then you also hear about these, you know, solopreneurs or people that are doing it on their own and they're still, you know, describing lives that I don't want anything to do with. <laughs> But it took yeah. going through it and trying and then talking to almost 200 people <laughs> uh, that are doing it. Most of them don't have the kind of life that I do. 
you know, and I can see now that I also screwed around for a long time, you know, like just didn't even work <laughs> like at all. And, and then that's another thing that Mr. Money Mustache talks about is like sitting home alone with nothing to do um, and not a lot of money kind of sucks. Right. So get that. The, the retirement in, in air quotes needs to have some sort of little worky like contribution. <laughs> right. Or you need to have so much money and, and lots of friends around that you can just play constantly. But I still think most people are going to be wanting to contribute somehow, some way. Um, otherwise, you just go batshit crazy because it's like too easy to just start drinking <laughs> real yeah. early in the day. You know exactly. <laughs> it's like when you don't have a reason not to. It's like, what's stopping me from having a beer right now? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why I've got not? nowhere to be. Right, right. <laughs> Do I really need to put on pants at all today? You know, <laughs> when you start having these George Costanza conversations with yourself, you need to rethink your life. Anyway, I, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I know that the genesis of the business had something to do with a pregnant wife. So let's let's get into that. Yeah. So I... I basically, so I'll back up a little bit to the kind of like part of the story because it's part sure. of a larger story in that when I, you know, I finally had sold both of my companies to a publicly traded company and it was nice. this very emotional validating experience for seven, eight years of hard work. And, you know, with, with many bumps in the road, it was never assumed that we would get there. Um, in fact, to the contrary, there were many events that happened that where we thought we would go out of business and we were able, my, and I'm referring to my partners and everybody in the company who were able to turn it around and get there. So it was this culmination of this, this event. And at the very same time, this was 2015, I also found out my wife was pregnant. Okay. And I also got married. We got married first. Then my wife found out was my wife was pregnant, and then the company sold all in like a three month span at the end of 2015. Wow! Yeah, I mean, talk about year, yes, yeah, momentous year. It, that's going to be a tough one to top, right? And so in 2016, I was sitting there thinking, "Wow, this is amazing!" And I thought that, like, as just what we were talking about before, that. Now I get to go the big route of what I wanted to do, and I want to go into the, um, you know, yeah, now I'll go really big with venture capital, go into this really big idea and uh, have, you know, huge company. And I just realized that that would be a pure nightmare. It oh, would yeah. be everything I'm not. And I had this very introspective period, and I, and I, have to, I feel very lucky because with the, over the next six months, I was able to have that period of time where I feel a lot of people don't ever give themselves that luxury of time to sit and think, and I, I'm very, I feel very fortunate. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so you have that time. You, you, you really ask the question, do you know yourself? Mm -hmm. And I think that um, this also coincided with my, my revival of going through ancient Greek literature in that wow. in ancient Greek wisdom, on the Temple of Apollo – inscribed, which is the temple of wisdom, was the saying, know thyself. And the logic being that if you don't know yourself, how could you know anything? And right. I thought that was so inspiring and in that it, it's the key to everything of knowing to get to your happiness. And at that point comes the veer where yeah. I decided I'm not doing any of this. I'm going to do it my own way. I'm going to create a lifestyle. I want to be with my family every single day. 
And I don't want to be miserable at some corporate job. And I don't want to have all these people being responsible for me of building this huge, huge company. No, I, I just, it, th that doesn't, it's not important to me anymore. What's right. important to me is just being happy every day. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> that is, so an, now, that, that is amazing. Yeah. Like a wake up call right there where you got, you kind of got lucky, you know? I did. I, there, there's no question about it. I'm like, I, I was, I was rolling sevens for a period there. Yeah. And, um, so then when I was coming up with the idea of what I wanted to do, I did want to do something I cared about that when I got up every morning, you know, I, wow, I actually like what I'm doing. And I, I felt strongly about helping in the education realm from my own story and for other people. And my, I was sitting there with my wife and she nailed it. Cause I, I had the idea of like the, the mission, but I didn't know what we were going to do. So I'm sitting with my wife and she said, you know, I feel very fortunate because, you know, as a, as a stay at home mom, you've given me so much flexibility to, you know, do what I want to do. But what about like a stay at home mom or single mom who they've got kids, they're not able to go back to school. They don't have the skills to go get a job. They don't have the time, the money. What are they going to do? And I thought, oh my God, that's genius. Do you realize that that actually pertains to every working adult in America? Pretty much. And yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. In, in one degree or another, I said, that's it. We have to structure something that solves all of that. And then that led to the genesis of the company. Wow. Okay. Neat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is a typical theme, by the way, in the house, which my wife does not let me forget that, you know, she's normally the one who hones my thoughts as I'm rambling to her and she's able to kind of pick everything and become the voice of clarity in what I'm saying. <laughs> right, right, right. Wow. That's amazing. So, okay, so <clears throat> what was the sort of like, uh, how did you get to we can, make a, we can make a free year of college? Did, was that like a specific goal going in or did that sort of like come out of a pivot or did you just start trying to problem solve kind of thing? The latter. It was, okay. it was a meandering, uh, admittedly, gotcha. okay. a meandering trip through to figure that part out because then I realized it has to be free. And then I thought, well, what do people want? You know, what, do, what does someone right. want when they go back to school? I'm like, well, yeah, they want free units in college. And so, mm. but, you know, if you were to create a university, so my thought was, well, could you even create a university? The problem is it takes seven years to even get through all the accreditation and different milestones. So I said, you can't be a university. And I thought, well, how could you play from the outside? Could you be an organization that would bridge people similarly to a junior college, but but instead of a, of a of a organization that's run by the government and you know doesn't give you a good experience? Why not? Could we make something that that did? And that was really how I finally got to the the, the solution as it stands today. Wow, it's interesting because uh, again, I go back to my military time and. Um, there was a like an education office, right? And when you go, when you wanted to go to take classes when you're in the military, you go to the education office and they're sort of like your interface to all the different colleges that are offering classes on the base. But they also like were offering these sort of like, are you really good at whatever? You might be mm -hmm. able to test out at that. So there's these test out sort of things too, 
There was like, you can just take a test for English 101 and then you don't have to take English 101. <laughs> right. Right. So I kind of, when I saw your site, I was like, it's kind of like testing out of your whole first year, <laughs> but you're not, you're not really testing out. You're going through your whole first year. You're just not paying for it, which is even better, really. That's right. And so those, that pathway actually does still exist. And what you right. can do is, and what I like about that is that, so to pay, to take those tests, it costs about a, almost a hundred bucks. And normally, because they're challenging, people spend a lot of money on prep Stud- courses. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, Studying, right. To 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 get it, which is great because it is definitely still better than having to pay or take a college course when you go to the when you enroll. Right. So it's still a great option. And so I looked at that and I thought. Hmm. Because I remember when I was first spitballing the idea, someone said, well, are you aware of this? Is that an issue? And I thought to myself, no, actually, in fact, that's fantastic because if people want to take that route, they can combine it with what we're doing and even save more. And yet, I don't think that that is so appealing where I think people would be far more appealed to our model, which is, no, I get to learn. It's free. I don't have all this stress of this big monumentous test. Right, right, right. And less cramming. Right. Less cramming. Right. Yep. Right. And I think like th- those tests sort of like have their own niche, sort of like a, an IT boot camp where you take a guy that is trying to get a Cisco certification. And Cisco, that's like the it's a computery thing. <laughs> it's like it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, or it's a router, basically. But anyway, um, the certification is really hard. Right. But there's guys out there that have been doing the job and programming routers, you know, for years and years and years, and they know it, you know, back and forth. They just never did the cert, right? So mm-hmm. their company can buy them what they call a boot camp. They're real expensive. You go sit through a whole bunch of crap, um, basically a, a you know fountain. What do they call it? Fire hose of training <laughs> for a weekend, right. right? And then you get to take the test and it's all included in one price. That is a good idea if you're one of those guys that could pass the test without the boot camp. <laughs> because, you know, but if precisely it's not gonna work if you're starting at zero. If you don't know already, you're not gonna pass that test. So I can see where those those tests like that are like, okay, I already know this. I don't need to go through the 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 learning part because I already know you know so I think you nailed it in yeah. that you know in that case the person already knows and what I think is also key about that is that you know that cert is the is the end so if right. for me to get there as quick as possible by taking this test for material I already know and I get the cert it's over but I think in the case that you're going back to school for a degree really we're just a a piece on the way that right. helps ease the transition make it faster and so going through our course experience prepares you far better to be successful in that modern classroom when you arrived because it isn't just the end-all be-all with that one test right. in, that, in that case. So yeah. for them, that's a great option. But for the people who are going for that degree, it, it, it could be. Well, when you want to learn something, you don't really want to do that, <laughs> which I think yeah. that whole message that I just said, when you want to learn something, that gets lost. I'll, yeah, I'll, you know, right. you know, it's sort of like I I would say those things to like people in the military, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, 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 right." <laughs> <laughs> it's like totally they just really want the piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we digress. Okay, so let's before we we're getting close to wrapping up. We got about ten minutes left, so let's talk a little bit about like 
some of the stuff that's going on with this whole uh, rigmarole. Because I have some comments that I've been like rolling around in my brain for a while. Because some people that were famous got in trouble recently <laughs> for like trying to subvert the college admission sort of thing. So I wanted to say a couple of things about this. Um, to me, it's like it's funny because everybody knows that rich people cheat all the time by, you know, but there's like this authorized cheating path that costs like millions of dollars and everybody's okay with. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) People forget that, you know, it's like, okay. So if you buy a library with $20 million and then send your kid, that's okay. (laughs) I just think that's hilarious. Right. But I agree. Yeah. Like I don't think it. And when people were saying that you're right, that I found that ironic as well. I can't believe that they didn't see their own hypocrisy when they were saying that they never do. No. Yeah. People never do. You know, that's, you know, it's because it's not illegal and it's been, it's well, that's, well, that's been going on for years. Doesn't make it right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so I just had to get that off my chest. Thank you. <laughs> no, I did because you're right. That was, of course, part of that. That was one of the hilarious aspects of it was that people said, "Yeah, why did they just buy a building?" And, the, and of course, yeah, how is that okay? Why is that okay? Right. Well, I know why. It's because there's there's so many levels of millionaires. You know, there's some yeah. millionaires out there that only have twenty million. So, you know, libraries cost 20 million. So, you're talking about the uh, very wealthy millionaires. <laughs> so, if you've only got 20 million, you can afford this cheaper method where you're only spending maybe a couple million to cheat. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> but, yeah. But you're right. You know, you're, for your, you, you mentioned that, you know, it, it just, it really reinforced what we already knew, which is that there's this, that it's easy to buy your way in. And you know what I love the most about this, this whole crisis? It wasn't the for-profit schools that get the bad worst rap on the news all the time. No, no, no. This went right to the top at the top 0.5% of the institutions in the country. And so I loved how it removed the patina that any of the schools are different because in my experience, you know, the, the, the nonprofits at those levels you know, they stay, they get away with certain things that the for-profits don't. And I think it's, I I don't think it's fair. And I think what this also did is kind of illuminate that fact that no, no, this is everywhere. Um, I have to say, I know, like, I don't know who it was, maybe Obama. So I did two for-profit kind of uh, programs when I was in the military because I had the GI Bill, right? Mm, Yeah. So the GI Bill was amazing. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Congress, for giving us the GI Bill. (laughs) It was awesome. Um, So the first one was a a for-profit school where I finished my bachelor's degree, um, and it took about a year and a half, but I had three years of benefit, okay? That experience was so amazing. It was just so easy. Now, there was I had a couple minor complaints here and there, but... It was probably the most comfortable way to finish a bachelor's degree that I could imagine. I mean, they just, I went in and said yes, and then, you know, signed a bunch of papers, and then I was enrolled, and then I took a bunch of classes, and then I was done. (laughs) And and I didn't have to pick them. You know, they told me where to go. It was awesome, you know? The only thing that my one complaint was 
they stacked me with an online class while I was going to a class class um, in one six, five or six week period. And that was a little bit more work than I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. um, but other than that, I had no complaints. Um, so that, that for profit I thought was amazing, you know, and I had no complaints. I thought it was a really good way to finish a degree. Yeah, you know, I have to say, you know, they've and and some of the things they've done rightfully have been considered wrong, and there's no doubt about that. But I think it's a classic case of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Right. I mean, most of the schools we work with are nonprofits, so this isn't about my self-interest. It's sure. more just about being objective. That yeah. you have a lot of schools that are trying to meet the market demand for people, business friendly, and you have to say they really pioneered this: business friendly degrees, faster degrees, right. degrees on your time. That was all innovation from the for-profit sector. And I, I respect that. It was amazing. You know, and I, I get all the, all the arguments against it, but my experience was just amazing, you know, so, and fast, <laughs> which yeah. is great. Now, on the other side of that, um, I did a massage, two massage kind of schools, and I can see where Obama and his people were picking on those because there are all these for-profit kind of tech schools out there that uh, they're making a lot of money and I don't know if the job is there that's going to be, I would say not the numbers don't make sense to me. Most of the people that did massage school with me are not doing massage <laughs> anymore. And they all, you know, it was free for me. Um, so no big deal. I did massage for a little while and then I stopped. Um, but they were actually trying to make it, get a job. You know, and they they paid a lot of money to do that, and I guess the way it's not necessarily the school's fault, but they're part of it is that it's just kind of a crappy job. <laughs> mm, okay. You know? Yeah, and I think you can apply this to like there. I don't want to you know pick on just massage. There's there's more you know out there um, that are doing something similar. They're just sort of like the um, the tech school kind of thing is they're doing they're taking a lot of government money and I don't know how much value we're getting out of those so um there probably right. needs to be yeah some some like reform there let's say and that's that's from a dude that did it <laughs> yeah yeah i agree there's all kinds of ways there's still a lot of problems for uh across the board really and i think right. you're right yeah right. cuz this is the student debt issue has just gotten outrageous well, and the other thing that I was thinking of when I looked at onlinedegree.com was, and have you ever heard of, uh, oh shoot, Duolingo? Yes. Okay. So they, everything that's Duolingo for people that don't know is this website where you can go and learn a whole language for free. And, and the way they make their money is for you to prove that you can speak that language <laughs> they help you basically take a test and then they charge you to take the test. So that's their, their model, right? To say, Hey, look, you, you can, you can learn a language. And if you don't need to prove to anybody that you can speak that language, you know, people do that, right? <laughs> yeah. They just want to learn because they want to learn, which kind of gets lost sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a clever. That's a clever model. I have to say that that's pro probably clearly working. I see them everywhere. Oh yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, I've never had enough motivation to really like take it seriously. But when I have played with it, it does work. I mean, because it's basically they say play with this for you know like no more than an hour a day, 
and you will eventually learn this language. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's kind of fun, you know? Um, yeah. But anyway, yet I digress again. So let's wrap up and tell people how they can best get in touch with Grant Aldrich at onlinedegree.com. Yeah, you know, I love LinkedIn. That's just a great platform to connect with people. So you can find my LinkedIn profile if you just uh, type my name, Grant Aldrich, in onlinedegree.com. And then, you know, to learn more about the site, you know, you can go to onlinedegree.com, of course. Of course. And then we've got a, uh, a new scholarship section. So it's slash scholarships where, mm-hmm. again, you know, we, we're it's growing every day. We're getting more and more institutions on there where, you know, you get 10% off, 25% off, and it's just instant activated discounts for our students. So something kind of cool to check out and you know i i wanted to say it's i people that are just sort of like totally turned off of the college experience altogether i think this would be just a really great way to start with very low risk yeah you know for those people i think that in the previous calculation right that cost benefit analysis i don't blame them for saying, you know, what the heck with this? I'm not going to do it. But I think that now what we've done is we've brought that into balance and taken away all the things that people dislike, the cost, the process to really make it. And so, you know, yeah, it's worth another, another consideration. There you go. Thank you, Grant. This has been a blast. I appreciate you hanging out with me for about an hour. So thank uh, you for having me, Jeff. Yeah. uh, I had a great time. All right. Have a good one, man. You too. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.